0: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network.
1: This is All Things Elite. Welcome back to All Things Elite. Load up the pod, and the song when we speak. Right here, Let me warm it up for Austin and Florida. Couldn't be no one but the boys. When it come to all things elite from the fan perspective. Swear, man, it ain't no question. Hear from the first. Swear, man, they putting in the work. No, they had to get me for the verse. Social suplex network zone. I was at a time in your headphones. Austin and Florida on the microphone. Backing out on the red getting in the zone. Oh up the show, give us seven stars, you already know. Who else could it be but the show with a proclivity for positivity? I'm gone.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 226th episode of Social Suplex's podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to All Things Elite. My name is Austin Summers, I'm the host of this lovely show, and joining with me, as always, is my good buddy and friend, Mr. Floyd Johnson Jr., my man, how are we doing?
1: I'm looking outside and there's this weird thing in the sky (laughs) that, that I'm not used to seeing. Oh yes, everyone, we are recording during the day. I can see the sun. I am a night walker, as all of you know. I work at night. I sleep during the day. I am a true vampire. But today, I am wide awake because I leave for Revolution in 24 hours. Well, actually, way less than 24 hours, 6 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, Way less than 24 hours, so I am great. Uh, It's, you know, it's Sting's last match. Um, I'll tell you. This will be my, f- I've been to every revolution, so this will be my f- fifth revolution. I am super excited. Uh, I re- if you would have asked me in November if I was going to revolution, the answer was no. I was just like, you know, uh, just, you know, trying to do less this year, blah, blah, blah. Then now, oh yeah, revolution's going to be Sting's-, Sting's last match. And oh shit. Like, well- yep. I'm going. Cause, uh. Uh, I, I, I did a post on my Facebook, I mean, on Twitter way too long. I mean, to sum it up, pretty much my life and Sting career has kind of just run parallel and, uh, Sting has, you know, been a big part of my wrestling fandom for most of my existence, a huge part. I, I would venture to say the biggest part of my wrestling fandom, if I want to be honest, So, uh, to be there for his last match uh, is is surreal. It is a piece of my childhood going away. And the fact that he is actually getting his flowers, getting everything, getting honored in this seemingly perfect way is just like, like, I know I'm going to cry Sunday. And I'll tell people, I am not, definitely not a crying public person. Why did I say I wasn't going to see Iron Claw? As you do yeah. not cr- like crying in Pirate public. I am not a crying public person. I'm not. Last year uh, when Cody lost at WrestleMania, whew, they welled up. It was close. It was close. But I was like, H-h-h-h. you know, and I got out of there. I got out of there. And I cried at home in the middle of the night like a real man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I soaked my pillow. No, I just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, not kidding. Now I did cry, but you know, like a real man. Part is a joke, but uh, yeah, 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 uh, you know, uh, yeah. And I had my moment. So, like I said, not a crying public person. So I, I imagine at the end of the match, and we'll talk about all the results. I mean, like this. This is just kind of my opening salvo or whatever. But at the end of the match, there will be tears. Not, not because I'm sad it's over. Not because I'm sad it's over. Because it's been done so perfectly. His run in AEW has been so perfectly. I can't be sad it's over. It's because I got to experience it. Mm -hmm. My first time seeing Sting on TV... 84 85 i'm like it's barely when i could barely develop memories you know like as you know i remember my brother talking about the blade runners and how they could beat the beat the road warriors i remember that was a big thing you know and my brother loved the blade runners and we were watching tv and i'm like i don't even know if we saw it every week again this is i'm three or four so to when i say i i just have this fleeting memory of it it's uh yeah that's what it is and but I do remember uh you know Surfer Sting debuting uh and uh, Clash of the Champions one uh, I watched again this week and it was just like wow I remember forgot how much good stuff was on that show and uh and I didn't know I honestly didn't remember that was from Greensboro because you know they said Greensboro means a lot to Sting but they never specifically said why. Or I never heard it. So, again, I always say that because I don't want to say never. They might have said it and it just was a comment that never stuck. Uh, but then uh, uh, Flash uh Champions, Green Bowl, Coliseum, Greensboro, North Carolina. That's the match that made Sting. Not many times, and not many times in a wrestler's career, you can be like, that one match is where you went from mid Carter or a guy that looked good to legit main event babyface. That match was it. That was the match for Sting. So the fact that his last match is in that same city and basically, you know, I don't think it's the same stadium. I think they've of course rebuilt it, but you know, in, in, in spirit, the same building, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah uh it, It's, it's a perfect circle. It's amazing. Uh, and, you know, it's one of those things that I, I don't know the conversations back, so I'm not burying anyone. But I would have loved WWE and Triple H and all of them to go all in with AEW on celebrating Sting. Not for ratings, not to tribalism, throw all that shit away. I mean, dude, you know, even do a little segment on Raw and SmackDown. Not talking about the show. They don't have to sell Revolution. But saying Sting's going to have his last match this week. Sting has been this important part of professional wrestling for the last 40 years. Let's nod our head. Let's congratulate Sting. And they all do it together. I know he's in the hall already. But it would have been nice if like the tribalism could go away for one week. And like I said, don't even say that he's going to be a revolution. Don't even say the time the show is going to be or anything like that. But in like a, they have like a hundred videos on their show. Give them a two minute video of just saying, thank you sting for everything you've done for WWE, especially since that's sure where, that's where, you know, he had what he thought was going to be his last match. So I don't know. I don't know. It means a lot. And like, I know I'm not, I'm trying not to ramble. I'm I'm like consciously not trying to say the same thing over and over again and make, uh, because I mean, Sting means a lot to me. If you can't tell, I mean, like Mm -hmm. I said, I don't tweet a lot. I I mean, I've been tweeting a lot this week, but I don't generally tweet a lot. So to take time and make that long ass, uh, long ass tweet, not something I do, but no Sting, Sting's worth it. Uh, you know, winners is coming. I remember they announced Kenny Omega, the first winner is coming, versus John Moxley. I and mean, that's when I decided I was going. And then I found out, like, Sting was going to debut, you know, how the wrestling world works. Uh, yeah. And it was like, I was there. I was there. And I even said, uh, so many firsts in my life, the first wrestling figure that was bought for me was a Sting figure. Think about that. Like, I always had hand-me-down toys, you know, all sorts of hand-me-down toys. Don't get me wrong. So, it wasn't like that was my first regular figure. But the first time, my brother bought a wrestling figure. He went out with his money and bought a wrestling figure for me. It was Blonde Sting. It was the man called Sting. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it means a lot. And this show is going to be short. I, I was telling me and Austin, we in Austin were discussing it. He got work to do. The show's gonna be short. It's gonna be basically dynamite uh review this. And but yeah. When I talk to the Sting part, I might go on a little bit. I'm gonna try to keep it short now that I've already had this long thing, but yeah, Sting means a lot to me.
2: Yeah, and again, like I've said up and down about how great Sting's time in AEW has been. It's seriously, you you don't get a lot of instances where like sometimes where a legend comes back and like the longer they stick around, the less and less they feel like that legendary wrestler, like the longer, like, in no disrespect whatsoever, but like the longer undertaker tried to continue to try to close out his career the way he wanted to, the more and more of the mystique started to fade away. Now he saved it ama- amazingly with him bringing back biker taker and everything like that. Um, and he was able to go out the way that he should, um, like sting, it just felt like every time you saw him, he was still Sting. There was no separation from like a guy who is too old to be wrestling and is like the mystique is being lost. No, it's been there from the moment he showed up on Winner is Coming and it has stayed there to now. He has been so protected and has been consistently so awe inspiring to see as somebody who did not grow up Watching Sting, first time I saw Sting uh was his WWE debut. Uh I I saw all of his stuff previously, like I'd watched his stuff, but like first time I ever saw him like in a live in like in a live capacity was that. And like one of my favorite AEW moments of all time still is Forbidden Door one where Sting supposed to come out, he doesn't, and then Bullet Club comes out, lights go out, and then you look up in the rafters and Sting is there. Lights go out. He appears now on top of the stage and, like, on top of the uh, entrance stage, and he dives off it. Fucking one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Um, And, yeah, dude, I mean, like, he's just – he's the icon for a very good reason. It's going to be wild to think that this will be the last time that we see this man uh, in a wrestling ring. Uh, The Stinger has been such a huge part of this business, and, like, we are so grateful for everything he's done. And it's just going to be a wonderful send-off. Um, and we'll we'll talk about the match once we get into the uh, more uh, prediction parts of everything. But we got a lot to get into with this show. Of course, we have the go-home show of Dynamite that we're going to get into. But before we get into everything, guys, we want to make sure you guys are downloading this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us on Spotify or wherever you choose to listen to us, give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish. Rate, review, subscribe. All of that nine yards and follow us on social media at AT Elite Pod on Twitter. You can also follow at Social Suplex. They make this show possible and have a bunch of other great podcasts you should check out. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. And Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. Uh, and the big news of the week, of course, is we are heading into the weekend of revolution. Uh, card looks like it's going to be amazing and we'll get into everything. Uh, when we get into our predictions. But we'll real quickly go and review the go-home show of Dynamite. The one thing I will mention from Collision is the no-DQ match between Powerhouse Hobbs and Sammy Guevara from Collision this past weekend. Because, my God, they beat the shit out of each other. Like, holy crap. Like, I I had to mention that, at least. Because Sammy's spot off the ladder through a table. Sammy literally got his knee dropped onto the barricade. And, like... Thing looks swollen after the fact uh it was an insanely insanely good match uh and uh a very uh definitive win for powerhouse Hobbs uh to get the win who I think is just getting better and better and better um I love the fact that we're really making Hobbs look like a, a big threat
1: um so I had to mention that match though because holy cow hey, so in speaking this and I'm not gonna go off on a long tangent but that, that match had me watching. Because Sammy Guevara, of course, he's considered one of the four pillars. Uh, early in early in his career, you know, with the TNT title, uh, he was like super hot when he won the title from uh, a Miro. And I just, I, I just think about it, and it's like, you know, you look at the four pillars. Darby's elevated; he's a main eventer in AEW. You, you could pretty much put him in the main event of any pay per view he works. MJF, absolute main eventer, probably, you know. You know, the young face of the company, if you know, say, as that. And then I was looking at Jungle Boy, which, you know, I think there's some stuff always. I think they are uh, really Jungle Boy is one of those situations where you're like, man, he might not be where you want to. But if you think about it, he's still only like, I think, 25, 26. He's very, very young. You know, he's still very, very much got his career ahead of him so they can get him right. But Sammy, man. Sammy was so hot at one time. I literally just like, man, that guy's going to be the future AEW world champion. I There was no doubt. Fans were around him. He had Fuego with him. And it was just like, I don't feel that way anymore. And I, you know, like, I you know definitely, I think this is not take away from the talent not take away from Sammy's hard work, dedication to vent. I mean, just that match, all the bumps he took, he was amazing. I, I really wanted to say this because this is a thought. It's a thought. It's not meant to disparage Sammy, but it's just, it's wild how much I don't feel that about him right now. Like the match was amazing. And Sammy could always have that amazing match. But when I look at his trajectory going forward in AEW, I don't see him as a main event guy. And it was just, at one point in time it felt like he was going to be you know what i mean yeah
2: no i totally get
1: it yeah it's like so that's all like when i say this i'm not disparaging sammy i love sammy guevara it's just his book dude when he was coming out
2: with the freaking panda mask i was like what is this guy about like i couldn't get a read on him and he's so very perfectly like found his like find
1: found his role and has just really honed his craft and he's like he's damn damn good yes it just seems like some bookings some injuries some bad time it, it looks felt like at a point in time his career had been kind of snake bitten so I hope yes. they fix it I hope they fix it but it's just like as a person that five years in you know uh, first time you know one of the first times I saw Sammy Guevara live you know was like the show apparently they got him signed with AEW and you know uh That over the five years, I've seen him go up, down, and he's just kind of in this lost area right now. And I, you know, with someone as talented as him and he has so much big match talent, I hope they can get that right. For sure, you, and I think you know I, mean? I think you, him and Ty yeah. having
2: a kid too also yeah. make like, yeah yeah.
1: Constantly. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I was saying there's been a lot of things I didn't want to say that specifically because I didn't want to be like blaming the kid. No, uh, yeah, yeah. He had more priorities changed oh, over. Yeah, it. yeah but with Okada, Osprey, you know, all this talent coming in, you know, it's like you want to see you, Sammy
2: lock up with you, those guys. Yeah,
1: I want to see Sammy lock. Oh, him and Osprey. Oh my God, that's, <laughs> that's definitely a dream match. <laughs> Winston came to say hi. Hi, Winston. Winston, How you doing, buddy? (laughs) uh, I don't think I've been giving him enough attention today, but actually, you know what it is? Guess what he's not used to seeing? Not used to seeing you talk
2: while doing the podcast in the morning. In the day.
1: Yeah, this is not you're not supposed to be up right now. I'm supposed to be being quiet so you can sleep right now. And it's like really weird. <laughs> and he's like, so you're awake. So let's play, you know? Um, no, but uh, yo, I want to see more for, I want to see more for Sammy. This is more of a kind of shout out to the ether to keep Sammy important. Remember who he is in the company. And it's, it it's crazy to me this. And I think this is one of the things that I think, the Tony Khan productions might be missing is the use of ROH, right? Sure. He's kind of on the downspeed, but because you kind of got all the belts tied up in Eddie Kingston right now, right? Why can't you, why couldn't you be fitting your feature in Sammy Guevara? Like every week on, uh, ROH Getting ready for our ROH World Title match at like Super Card or Honor or something. Still keeping him important. Still keep him in it. Like you have all these belts. He could be in some type of thing because the Don Callis thing. Come on, I mean, honestly, and I, I want to be honest. They put on great matches, but do you care about this feud at all, Austin? No, Don Callis has fallen. Like his heat is like
2: dissipating so quickly. Like. I know, like, the fans are keeping it up, booing him relentlessly whenever he talks and stuff like that. But, like, everything surrounding that, I don't care anymore.
1: Yeah, it's just like, if you don't care about this feud, I really want Sammy away from it because... It's just, it doesn't, it's not helping, you know, no, you got, you're, you're going up against a major heel group, it's supposed to be helping you, and it's not seriously helping them right now, but it is making Will Hobbs, because Will Hobbs look like a oh, fucking... I say, that's the one thing that has really worked out of it. Will Hobbs looks like Juggernaut, and it's just like, dude, and, and, and then he comes out without Don Callis, and it's just like, does Will Hobbs need Don Callis? <laughs> I, I was going to say, I'm yeah, I we he's at the point is, where yeah, he can eventually get yeah, out of there. Yeah, no, and I'm not even saying Doc Callis is doing anything bad. I'm just like, when he cuts his very angry promos and then he just goes out there and destroys anybody, it's like, Will Hobbs is Will Hobbs. You know? You know? Yeah, <laughs> he stands on his own. But we're going on the on tangent. Let's go. Yeah, it's all good. You, yeah, Only right one right. last thing I would mention from Collision is the fact that, like,
2: I mean, it's a no-brainer. If you haven't seen Danielson versus Akiyama, like, fix that.
1: Like, yes. that match. Really good match, really good ending that uh, logically led into a different match. Also, I have been, I have been, I, my wrestling uh, love has been up because we have got a shit ton of FTR over the last few weeks.
2: I know, dude, your boys have been everywhere.
1: Dude, if you're an FTR fan, uh, this should be the happiest time for you. I'm like, win, lose, or draw, you're seeing them every week they're dynamiters they're colliders they're aew so uh, i've been loving it and they've been putting on really good matches Absolutely. you know what you know what okay i gotta tell y'all because this is so super hilarious to me you know what all, uh my dog is- <laughs> he's barking at his reflection <laughs> he's staring at the tv and barking at himself that's so funny. he wants to know who that dog is and why he's the in my room Oh, Winston. <laughs> little, little lad. Um, so,
2: while while Winston tries to figure out who the dog in the TV is, uh, we'll move over now to our AEW Dynamite review from the Go Home show that took place in Huntsville, Alabama. show opened up with Hangman having an important announcement ahead of the Revolution show, and he comes out, and he's got a crutch. And immediately, like... Cause injuries have been a consistent problem recently. And you're just like, Oh dear God. Uh, so he comes out and he's like, doesn't look like a promising start to his speech. Uh, and he talked about a W and the opportunity opportunity. This company was for us to rise people's expectations. And they accomplished so many things like that. Talked about winning the world championship in 2021 as the biggest accomplishment of his career. And, uh, uh, Hated the fact that this became a three-way, but you know what? Uh, I said it should be decided in a singles match, but I had the wrong two competitors. So he said, I apologize, Swerve vs. Mojo. I will not be able to compete at Revolution. He's like, I'm always honest with you guys. Uh, I will not be able to compete. Swerve comes out, and I'm fully expecting a Drew McIntyre level, I prayed for this and it happened moment. Uh, He comes out, and he's like, I've tried to kill you. We've been at war these last six months. You tried to kill me. I didn't expect this to happen. I uh, I targeted you because of everything you accomplished. I have the utmost respect. It, if I said I didn't have the utmost respect for you, it would be a flat-out lie. But you suffered this unfortunate fate, and the thing is you can't escape fate. You can't stop Destiny, and still my destiny is to be the AEW world champion. Joe then comes out, and there he goes on like, what are we talking about Destiny right here? These two bitter enemies trying to hug it out, and... There's like week after week, you guys are staring daggers at each other talking about this destiny. And you're not making eye contact with me remembering who the real man around here is. And uh, hangman, he called hop along. And uh, he's like, you guys are hungry, accomplished wrestlers. But the only reason you're hungry is because I'm starving your ass. Uh, He talks about how he's going to whip both their asses. Swerve then goes off. Trying to be like, I'm going to explain to you who the hell I am. I went from unemployed to headlining pay-per-views. Someone who was being a cruiserweight to going after the world championship. He said all that kind of stuff. And then he said, um, after I take that championship away from you, you're not going to know what to do with yourself. You might want to go back to commentary wearing a poncho again. Amazing this. Amazing this. And again, he brings up, wow, Hangman's literally like behind me, He's like, I... I broke into somebody's house and threatened their kid. You don't know what I'm gonna be able to do to you. You think I'm like gonna be? I'm not gonna be able to do whatever it takes. And I'm just like Hangman. You look like such a beta right now with him just talking shit. And then Hangman, as he sort of finishes his whole speech, takes the crutch, smacks the Swerve across the back. He ain't got no hurt ankle or nothing, and he just starts beating the hell out of him with the crutch. And Joe's just watching up top and just enjoying it, all of it. And Hangman screaming, he won't be champion, I'll be champion, damn it. And, uh, yeah, Hangman literally was like, you know what? I'm so psychotic, I'm just going to lie my way to be able to get an open shot at uh, taking out Swerve with a a foreign object. Uh, This man is is a man possessed, he is psychotic, and he is doing everything he can to kill him. Uh, And I have also, small thing... Why the hell did Hangman go up the the face tunnel after that whole ordeal? He lied about an injury to crack a man in the back and yet he's going up the face uh, tunnel. I thought the idea was that Hangman was kinda being the heelish kind of persona and Swerve was honestly more so even kind of becoming a bit more face. It seemed like we were getting ready for a double turn. And now we got hangman going up the face tunnel. That man is not a face. Well, I got Cowboy is not a face.
1: I gotta say this about this. And I will say this. AEW has has done this. It, face and heel is the wrestler's percep- per, uh, perception of who we are. Who he is. Hangman feels justified in everything that he's doing because that man crossed the line and went into his house. Sure. That man drank his blood. You know what I mean? Or he drank that man's blood. I don't remember how it went. But they made each other bleed. So he feels justified in Everything he's doing to Swerve. Hangman is like, I don't understand why the fans don't hate Swerve. Because this dude's a fucking monster. You know what I mean? And and so Hangman sees himself as a face. Much like Cody saw himself as a face. You know what I mean? As in the character work. It's like, he's a heel, but he sees himself as a face. He sees himself as justified, right? He's like, dude, what this man has done to me, everything I'm doing to him is justified so that's how i see it that is how my no, again, brain it's, has it's fixed the, it's the perfect spot for him mm-hmm. because like i said he's
2: just he's he's so taken aback like why do people like swerve sort of, yeah like, like why do you like this
1: yeah like this dude is the devil like he's like and it's not like adam cole he is worse than adam cole he broke into my house and was breathing on my kid it's like yeah no i it's one of my favorite storylines because it's kind of complicated and it's but it's very simple. Swerve has drove Hangman crazy, and now Hangman is looking at Swerve being popular and everybody's cheering him, and he cannot understand why. Yeah, <laughs> he does not, he does not understand, <laughs> like so okay all right you got the fans you stole the fans from me but that's all you're getting you're not getting that title you're never going to get that title i don't care what i have to do i don't care if i have to fake an injury which is completely against who i am i don't care if i have to sneak attack you i don't care if i have to purposely injure you which is completely against who i am i am doing everything i can to keep you from being the champion yep exactly
2: um I love the character work in this, and this title match has got me so excited with all this. Um, It's going to be so well done. I just just know it. Uh, We then had uh, the the Young Bucks come uh, to the show, basically being like, they're looking for Sting, and uh, they want to thank him for his contributions and conduct his exit interview as they hold white baseball bats. And then also in terms of the meeting that they had with Ric Flair last week, he said it went great. Uh, so, we'll, uh, move over to the trios match of Eddie Kingston and FTR versus the BCC, Moxley, Claudio, and Danielson. This match
1: was exactly what you, like, when you say these six people are wrestling, it's exactly what you would imagine. Yeah,
2: and also, too, they went for a while. Like, it felt like, honestly, it felt like a significantly longer Dynamite match than I'm used to. Like, it, it felt long,
1: and but I did want to say it this. Didn't, it
2: didn't overstate It's welcome, I will say, but like they beat the hell out of each other that entire time.
1: Yeah, and I, I just wanted to say about this match. It was just like if you saw the card before the show, there wasn't a lot of wrestling announced. No. So when I was looking at it, I felt like it could be something that ate up some time, and I think it did well. I think it. Uh, Best thing I liked about the match, cause I, you know, I just like working, watching FTR wrestle. I could talk about that every day, but how it really told into the stories when FTR hit the sh- uh, hit the shatter machine. You know, they, they got. I mean, they've hit that shatter machine on K- K- uh, Claudio, and they've hit it on Mox, and they've never. They they haven't even got to try cover. Right? It's like once we hit that shatter machine and get the cover, it's over, right? And they yeah. have not seen you get, they've hit it, but you haven't seen them get the pin. And then uh Brian Danielson is like, I mean, this is New Japan in a three way. He he just like dominates Eddie Kingston and he looks like this huge threat for Eddie Kingston in the pay per view. And I just thought they uh in the in the realm of the triple or in the realm of the trios. They still told they told both individual stories that are going on, and I thought they they did it well as foreshadowing towards the pay per view.
2: Yeah, no, they they did everything possible to make you like itch to see these guys go at it in the tag match on Revolution, um, and again teasing Eddie and Danielson because, like I said, those two matches are probably going to be some of the most hard hitting matches of this entire. Uh, show it's it, i mean it's the, so exciting
1: there are so many matches like on this show that are like for certain barring like some kind of major like thing happening i'm not you know i'm not gonna even put the word out there or anything but major thing happening there are so many like certified these are going to be amazing matches on this show this six man represented two of those matches. I'm like, you put Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston for that title. That's that can main event any dynamite that can main event a collision, you know, like, and you know, that's a main event match. And then you have FTR, literally one of the two uh, most decorated tag teams in AEW history. And then you have Mox. the the champion's been the most claudio very much very much important part of his company and it's like you put them all in the ring and it's just like that can be the main event of any show so it's just like you have two main event matches on this pay-per-view and neither one of them are the main event
2: yeah i know it's honestly kind of nuts just considering the talent and the star power that's in these two matches uh so, again, it's going to be so exciting when these matches take place at Revolution. Uh, we then had the official welcome for Will Ospreay, who is officially All Elite. All of his obligations with New Japan are wrapped up. He is here for full-time work.
1: Um, and this, is, he, this was like the most Will Ospreay promo that ever Will Ospreay. Yes, I, I, You know, they everybody's like, oh, like Samoa Joe. He's just an ass kicker, you know, and you have Eddie Kingston, and he does it. Will Ospreay does a promo in, like, he, I've seen a bunch of different types of promos from Will Ospreay, yes. but this one is probably one of my favorite because he comes off as so relatable, you know, in this promo. And then, you know he reminds you in the same promo that he's put on some of the greatest matches in AEW history when he wasn't even part of AEW. He's beat the top tier of AEW, and he wasn't even part of AEW, which I will tell anybody this. you you talking about laying the groundwork for someone signing with your company before their contract's up? Tony Khan did that, and he did it well. You know what I mean? He's putting he made this. sure he, that nobody yeah.
2: can ever say, like, who's Will Ospreay? Motherfucker, yes. they've shown you.
1: Yes, this dude is putting over Orange Cassidy, one of the biggest stars. Chris Jericho, their first champion. Like, he is beaten the, some of the biggest names in the company, and he doesn't, hasn't even debuted yet. And, uh, dude, I just thought this was perfect as an introduction of Will Ospreay for uh, some people that, you know. May you know I wouldn't say first time, but one of the few times that they've seen Will Osprey of like type of character he is. I I mean I think he's gonna get a massive following. Uh, for it. there's that part of people that just like real characters. It's like when Will Osprey cuts a promo, it's just Will that man cutting a promo. You know what I mean? It's not like this. It's never feels like he's working. It just no. feels like you know, I'm I gotta fight or whatever and let's do it and I, I and I, I just think he's amazing because it's so him. He doesn't again, like try to he, like, he doesn't he doesn't try to be anyone else.
2: And the, and like you said with the relatability aspect yeah, too. Yeah, this yeah. man went from talking about like they lost my luggage. I, I had to make a whole ordeal trying to get here because yeah. I didn't find my luggage until they, I eventually did find it. But then also remember I beat Orange Cassidy and I beat Kenny Omega. And I pinned the first ever world champion, Chris Jericho. I haven't even gotten my first match as a signed wrestler. And I'm already bet like further along than anybody else in this company.
1: Like you could literally put him in a world title match or inter uh, international championship match. It. And it'd be fine. Cause I mean, yeah, he's beat like some of the best. I mean, he, I think he had a singles match with Dax and they put on a banger. I mean, this dude has been protected so well, that you've already put in a lot of equity in him, and he hadn't even debuted in your company. I know, I know.
2: Um, Then Don Callis' family comes out, and uh, they're all just being like, oh, we're going to steal the show at Revolution. At the end of the day, uh, the real winners of this match is going to be the Don Callis family, because everyone's going to be all good. Because, you know, it's like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. They go hard against each other in practice, but come together and win championships. So he's like, shake hands, you two, Takeshita and Osprey. This is history in the making. Uh, and they shake each other's hands. They pull each other back in at both, uh, and then they're just talking shit a little bit. And Don's just kind of like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, story-wise, I don't care about this, that, the story of this match. I care about Takeshita and Ospreay,
1: like dude,
2: dude. doing the best at
1: wrestling. Dude, uh, this is one of those things. I know, I, I assume, I know that there's going to be some down-cowell stuff in it, right? Oh, sure. But give me the 20 minutes of just amazing pro wrestling before you get it's to that. Me. It's all all yeah, Give me the 20 minutes. Before you do what you do in that last two, just give me two of the best wrestlers on this planet doing what they do. Give me a taste of what this can be in the future. Just give, just give it to me. Give me the 20-minute preview of what it can be, and then do your stuff. Exactly. Uh,
2: we then had uh, Eddie Kingston get disrespected by Matthew uh, Jackson, saying basically, you know, you, you you talked crap on us on the collision. Next time it would be a fine. And also, can you actually dress professional for once? Uh, okay. Uh, Orange Cassidy then proceeded to have his International Championship Open Challenge, which was accepted by Nick Wayne. Um, and this was a pretty damn good match. Uh, I think the fact that the bcc match uh had so much staying power in it like it i think it maybe overshadowed this match a little bit but they still did a damn good job nick wayne i think has such potential and like dude they they were moving all over the place this was a nice like fast-paced match uh to follow up like just the physicality of what you got in the trios match um but as the match was going on uh He hits the beach break, nearly gets the finish, but then the Undisputed Kingdom come out with Mike Bennett and Matt Taven. They're trying to mock Orange Cassidy, and as this is happening, Orange is distracted uh, and gets hit with a dragon suplex. Rocky Romero and Trent come over, and they even the odds. They start fighting on the outside. The ref is distracted, and then Nick Wayne is taking off a turnbuckle pad, but that's when Daniel Garcia comes out, and they start talking crap, and Nick Wayne, because he's a stupid kid, was too busy talking shit and was not focused on what he needed to do, and that's when he turns around and gets Orange punched in the face. Orange Cassidy retains the international championship, but that's when Roderick Strong comes in and ambushes him, and that teases in for their international championship match at Revolution. Um, I thought this was pretty well done. It was able to get everything teased up from everybody's matches with uh, Danny Garcia and Christian Cage.
1: Yeah, like it's very clear that Don Callis... And the family, or just probably Don Callis Is going to have something to do with this match For sure,
2: yeah But I still thought this uh, this Open Challenge match was pretty damn solid And again, it just it gives me more excitement For Nick Wayne's development, I feel like As a wrestler
1: Absolutely, I'm looking forward to it uh, Nick Wayne is uh, the future And I was listening to a show And they were talking about him being 19 You know, like, I mean 18 And I'm like so, you think about it, like win losses, all that stuff doesn't matter right now for him. This is all him getting familiar with the team, and like in seven years, you put seven years or whatever him being in whatever uh thing you want, he's only gonna be twenty five so I'm really excited for Nick Wayne uh yeah, um yeah, like man, it's yeah, he's gonna be great, so looking forward to it, uh going forward,
2: yeah, absolutely. We moved over to Chris Statlander versus Sky Blue. Um, they did a damn good job. Um, that was the one thing we've uh, we uh, were unfortunately about. I think that we're going to get some buy-in matches uh, announced and all that kind of stuff. But uh, there's only one women's match again on this card uh, with Tony Storm and Diana Um Disappointing, but you know, Chris and Sky Blue did a damn good job. I felt like. Um, I'm still trying to figure out exactly, like I said, because Julia Hart and, uh, Sky Blue have officially, like, established themselves as a force together, uh, which was, uh, shown up with, uh, Statlander getting screwed over, basically, uh, because Julia Hart comes in and hits her with the tedious title belt. Uh, Stokely tried to get Chris Statlander to cheat, but, uh, Willow was like, don't do that, don't do that, and honestly, Chris might have done better if she actually listened to stokely in that position um so i like that we've established julia hart and sky blue as like a force together like they're they're partners and all that kind of stuff um still trying to work out like when we're going to get an actual tedious championship match and how that's going to get set up uh but at the very least like this this was a solid enough match um but does show one of the slight disappointments with this revolution card going forward There's one women's match, and it's a world title match. So TBS Championship is still awesome with Julia, but we're kind of losing a bit of momentum.
1: And and it's one of those situations. Tony Khan has kind of talked about over the last three weeks or two, and you can kind of tell from Julia. She's hurt. She can't wrestle right now. So, So it's just like, of course, you want another match on the show. I, I thought they've been doing a really good job over the last few weeks of Thunder Rosa being undefeated and Serena being undefeated. You could probably do that on the show or something like that. I was like going to
2: say, yeah, with but, the fact that we got uh, Serena and Thunder Rosa like, doing stuff on Collision, Like, I'd love to see them get a match.
1: But with, with, I will say this. I don't want to just force the match to force the match. Make it make sense. And at this point, it does feel like the match would be forced. So, um, you know, you got the women's division. You got a lot of people coming back from injury. I think it will get its spotlight. It's just, I, it, this is this, like, like, this shows about Sting's last match. And I know. It's it, like, an, like, anything
2: it, it, else is going to be feeling like yeah, lesser than Sting's yeah, last match.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Winston! Joyce! It's so funny because he left because I have the door open. I, he left so he could go play. And again, one of the reasons... We don't record during the day. Uh, Winston likes to play. Yes, this is his uptime. So uh, when he was outside and it was just like, and I guess, you know, I got excited about something. And he's like, oh, so are you calling me? Hey, how's it going? I'm here if you need me.
2: See, this is why I have cats, though. I got my my little girl Nina sleeping on my bed and she's just passed out.
1: Not making any noise. Oh, dude, dude. Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, yeah, were you uh, ever
2: a cat person or were you always dogs first?
1: Oh no, dogs first. Uh in my experience in life, I've never been around a lot of cuddly cats.
2: Oh, ne- my cats are super cuddly. Dude, my, my one cat will literally the this, we're off topic and then we'll get back to the schedule. My one cat, I'll be in the shower. I'll get out, I'll start drying myself off, and she and he will be meowing like Let me in. I I need attention. Like I think you're drowning in the shower or something. Like let me in, I need to save you. And I'm just like, mm. dude, what the hell are you talking about? And funny enough, that cat's name is actually Darby.
1: Yes, uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, no, like I'm. Uh, hey, like I said, I mean, in the big scheme of things, we've. I mean, we're just about to hit. We've had them for what four months. He's st- we're still learning each other, so.
2: Oh sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah
1: no, but. uh, nah. He's a good boy. He's just. He's a go- good. He's just he he wants to play like exactly twenty four hours a day seven days a week he wants to play. You could wake him up at one a.m. where he like, out and he's like, he's like, like let's, play. "Let's play, let's play, let's go." I'm like, um, I'm pretty sure he needs another dog, but I'm not getting another dog. You know I what I mean? Say, yeah, that
2: that's a whole commitment in itself. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that though. Um, now in. The EVPs continued search to try to find Sting. Uh, they eventually went into his dressing room, uh, to which I swore, I swore they were going to make a jab at Punk with this, but that's just me being paranoid and all that type of shit. Uh, ironic. Uh, but uh, they break into his locker room, and then there's baseball bats hanging from the ceiling. Uh, love the mind games. Uh, I love the secrecy of when we were going to see Sting. Uh, so I thought that little moment was cool, and then a bunch of yeah, like
1: nice little callbacks to, I was like, I like callbacks,
2: and it led to the biggest one of the night, which we'll talk about. Uh, but then we had a uh, Lionheart Chris Jericho versus CMLL's Atlantis Junior, co- uh, accompanied by Atlantis Senior, and I loved the videos they showed from CMLL's like uh, archive of Jericho wrestling Atlantis Senior, and like tying that into him wrestling his son. Uh, I love the fact that they, like, showed that this is, like, this is historic for Jericho's career, like, of him wrestling in CMLL, and it was just really cool. Um, they did some really good stuff in this match. There was a point where, like, Atlantis Jr., like, jumped, like, did a tope suicida, and, like, just freaking so smooth, so well done, um, and, um uh, they he he played he performed very very well. I've never really I've never seen either of these guys personally, but like they move he moved so well and like it was just awesome to see this kind of like blast from the past uh, in the current day. Um, as the match was going on though, Jericho uh, uh, looked he did an amazing hurricane off the top rope. Uh, looked for the Judas effect, missed it. Uh, he got his Backbreaker finisher, which looks so hard to do, but like was so cool. Uh, he got out of it. Nice transition into the walls. Um, then Atlantis knew that, like, basically this thing's over. He throws in the towel actually, uh, because he's like, he knew his son was not going to tap out, so he's just like, I gotta stop this now because he's gonna die. Uh, and Jericho gets the win by uh, by uh, by that, and uh, thought it was damn good. Honestly, it was a nice little small. Uh, story told in this one match, uh, calling back to the history of these guys' careers. Um,
1: I wonder. I th- love the way they. I love the way they set it up. I wonder if O'Shea Jackson smiled. I was gonna say they showed video. They showed all this of uh, Yes, stuff
2: they give you an gave
1: you what the. Yes. What's the
2: purpose of this? that
1: gives you the reasoning. Yes, and you know, I've seen a lot of stuff. Uh, and uh, I've seen a lot of stuff on. Um, you know just like how the match wins and stuff and I thought it was fine honestly with the video package you gotta be real I didn't really care about this match I, I just didn't yeah. like, it was pretty decent you know it was fine as, as an introduction to Atlantis Jr uh, I did like the idea that Chris
0: say goodbye
1: technically a face right now right yes. but you know he th- he thought oh yeah i could go out there and you know put on a nice friendly match technical match but that's not going to help this kid develop in america he has to see the type of uh experiences and the type of opponent you're getting and people are going to be ruthless and it was funny it was like in beating the crap out of him he was mentoring him and it was like it's not a common wrestling storyline so uh but it's not a common wrestling storyline so it probably didn't like you know like with me it didn't like like grab my heartstrings. But the fact that it was different, it was something different. It was something you don't see a lot. I thought that was really cool. And he taps him out and he's like, oh, he does all this stuff. And then he hugs him because I didn't beat you up because I wanted to win. Beating you does nothing for me, but how I beat you and how I showed you how ruthless you have to be is going. That beating is going to do more for you in the future than it ever did for me. That was the lesson I was going to give you. And yes. he set it up in the interview that that's what he was going to do. He was going to, like, I'm going to be ruthless because this is how people are here. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, I love the way, like I said,
2: the way they built this up in just the single show that they had um, was honestly very well done. Um, we move into the final moment of the night, though. It's Matt and Nick. They come out, and they have their stink, their bats in. They uh, are looking down the ra- like the crowd, and there's multiple people wearing sting masks. And he rips off one of the fan' sting masks. And it's just some random dude. Uh, and then uh, one fan removes his sting mask, and it's Darby Allen. he jumps over and starts fighting the young bucks. Um, that's when the bucks start getting some of their uh, damage out on Darby, uh, hitting the EVP trigger, laying him out with baseball bats. And then that's when they call out Ric Flair. And Ric Flair is walking down gingerly as the Bucks continue to beat up on Darby. Matt gives Rick a, bl- a, ba- a bat, and that's when Flair winds up and then pokes Nick in the eye and then chops Matt and then just starts trying to fight back, and then he gets low-blowed, and they start beating up on Ric Flair. Um, first of all, absolutely pointless, like... That whole tease of the fact of like, oh my God, they're gonna have Ric Flair turn on Sting, thanks to the Bucks and all that kind of stuff. Pointless. Uh, that's when Sting's music played, and they walk up the ramps, and they've got their bats in hand. And right there, I was like, he's coming down from the ceiling. He's coming down from the rafters, and he's comes down. He's harnessed in, and he just gets lowered from the from the ceiling. Full on WCW, like old school Sting shit, and he drops down. And then that's when he descends from the rafters and he takes his baseball bat and hits Nick with it. Darby hits a coffin drop on the Bucks. They get Nick with the scorpion death drop, and like Flair and uh, Sting are all good with each other. And then that's the tease as they're. They. They got the advantage right now as we head into the final Sting match. And what a way to have some Sting's, what maybe Sting's final dynamite appearance uh, coming down from the Raptors. Old, old school shit. And like so expertly done.
1: So expertly done. They, uh, <laughs> they got me. They, uh, they got me on this one. Uh, oh, you I wasn't
2: expecting it. I, I, like, I mean, when no, they no. went up the ramp. I'm like, he's
1: coming. No, no. Map. Like once the flare thing happened, I, you know, I figured it was coming. You know, I did figure it was coming. And, you know, it's funny how you learn after 20 years, right? So he comes down and he's obviously in the big harness like he was in the WCW days. Like, you know, he's 60. They're not, you know. No, absolutely. They're not cutting any corners, right? But he comes down and then the camera shot goes directly to the young buck's face while he's taking all that shit off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I, yeah. I remember in the WCW days, he would do it You'd in the middle of the ring, rip, and yeah, all along, yeah. yeah. And, and then fight. They they zoom. They go to the, uh, the young bucks. Stay on him until Sting is ready, and then they finish it. I just that was just one of those little things, you know. Some people pay attention to, some people don't. I thought it was great. Uh, yeah, and then the, 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 it, for but for me, in that moment, I was what was it 16 years old sitting in my house uh watching wcw and it was just a great way to end the show great way to end sting's time in a sting's time on dynamite you know stings you know and and just to let y'all know sting is retiring as an active pro wrestler he is not going to wrestle anymore No but he's still going to be around. They have made that very clear. So if Sting is ever in Darby's corner and stuff, don't be like, I thought he was retired. Don't. They have let you know that he's still going to be around the company. This is his time as an active wrestler. He's a little older in age. I mean, and honestly, it's funny because his last match is Sunday. If you look, that dude has meet and greets at different cons for like the next five months. He ain't stopping. He's just going to, you know, 65-year-old body sh- probably shouldn't be taking bumps and jumping off of Might be a good idea. Yeah, yeah, it might be the time to stay. He even thing. still
2: thought it was crazy yeah. when he was jumping off of shit, like, uh, yeah. just a
1: couple years ago. Yeah, so Sting's going to be around. I just wanted to let you know, because I just don't want to hear that on the, even though you probably still will, I don't want to hear that on the internet. Like, oh, my God, I thought he was retired. Yes. He's retired from wrestling, but he's still Sting. He will still be an elder statesman in the company. Tony Khan says he's welcome to come back and get on the headset. And if you haven't, go read Darby Allen's player. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah,
2: The way that he speaks about Darby, it's like, you know, they say don't meet your heroes, and, like, he met the right hero.
1: Like, yeah, it and, and it's so funny. Sting has been in wrestling, like, legit 40 years i think this might be like the 40th 40th anniversary of his debut uh, or now says what it would be 50th no no like 84 20 yeah 50 50th anniversary of his debut so he's been in the uh, 50 years and in this world of professional wrestling where there's a lot of black biting backstabbing all of this literally don't hear anything bad about Sting. Nothing. Nothing bad. Like, you don't. And it was just like, I remember Sting was going to be the third guy in the NWO. And, you know, he was just like, and they was like, they gave it to Hogan and it blew up. And they was like, Sting was never really bitter that
0: it no. was Hogan
1: in NWO long as it worked. And it was just like, yeah, like 50 years and you don't hear anything bad about Sting do you know how hard that is dude i am i am 43 and i'm pretty sure some people will have something bad to say about me i don't know what it would be because i try to be pretty good to people but i'm pretty sure somebody would have something bad to say about me and it's just 50 years in the carny industry that is professional wrestling and no one has anything bad to say about
2: them yeah i mean that's stinger for you that is stinger for you that right there, though, is our AEW Dynamite uh, go-home show review. Uh, now, for Rampage tonight, we also have to mention, too, because uh, it'll go into our all our pay-per-view uh, predictions. The Meaty Madness match got cancelled. Uh, injuries and, basically, they it wasn't able to be set up the way that it should have been, you know what I mean? Like, there was not, like, the only people they had were, I believe, Hobbs uh, Wardlow and Brian Cage, I think it's not enough. Uh, uh, if you're no. gonna do, like I said, I said if you're gonna do a match called Meaty Madness, it has to be all the way over the top. And yeah. with the injuries to guys like Nero and all that kind of stuff, like you weren't gonna get to the level that they needed. So uh, they just scrapped the match completely.
1: I failed a year, in my mind. It was at minimum, at minimum, you needed six people, and I, I, I think for my own amusement the butcher had to be in the match because yeah. how do you have a meat madness match without uh, me and Johnny Hungry hasn't really used the meat man very often then so he hasn't since he, 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 just, since he and yeah. the rest of the dark order have been healed but yes having that small dude that he's really jacked if you look at him oh, yeah, yeah he's, he's a small dude but he's jacked it would have been my own personal little ha ha moment but yes I mean but if you're gonna have a meat madness match and you're you're, you're paying tribute I know you're not saying it, but you're, you this got to be for Big E. Come on, yeah. You, you, you got to find meet. a way to make that it, yes. as like he can just
2: be or like not even a ring announcer. Just have him send in a video to introduce you the know. match.
1: So That's yeah. All. That's see, all. I had this thought, and this is just a, a side thing. Never expect to see it, but I was like, dude, have like 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 set a weight limit, right? And then you yeah. see like Ethan. Well, made, and also
2: if you were <laughs> if you were ever if you were ever gonna bring back. The awfully produced uh, uh, weigh-in promo. The weigh-in promo that they did for uh, Cody and uh, Anthony Agogo. Yes. You bring in the weigh-in. You get an actual digital scale, though. Yes. And you do the weigh-in for this match. And you get all six-plus big, meaty men
1: weigh-in. And then you just say all of their weights yes vignettes for weeks of ethan page trying to eat as much food as possible so he can be <laughs> in the meaty match oh my god <laughs> yeah i want to be in this, there
2: has to be someone who wants to be in
1: this match it, it, match they, they, to they, yes and they're trying to bulk up it's nice little funny 30 second little vignette exactly. dude i i would just have fun with it because it's
2: and, and it needs more than two like three weeks of build and it needs yes.
1: uh it mm. needs like full buy-in yes yes and that's the whole thing i was never against this this match i was i wanted to make it meatier it was like dude i I was like dude i mean i mean this is meat lovers pizza meaty but i wanted to be (laughs) double XL meat lovers pizza epic food challenge meaty that's how meaty i wanted i wanted to be big mac I want it to be Big Mac lasagna meaty. Let's go. I want to Let's let's put some meat on top of some meat. And, dude, so I don't know when they're going to do it, and but, yes, I, now that you know this is something you want to do, make it so much of a bigger deal when you do it. Just, like, exactly. go completely into it, let it main event a dynamite, and, you know, just have it re- ridiculous.
2: Yeah. So the meaty madness match got replaced with an all-star eight-man scramble match which will include Brian Cage, Wardlow, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Also will include Lance Archer, Hook, and Chris Jericho. And uh, the winner of this match at, uh, gets a AEW title match. or uh, Was it AEW or TNT title match? Uh,
1: I think it's the world title. I think, yeah, because, I, yeah, I mean, the, logically, if they've been building one person to really go after the world title and he's in this match, so I think that's one that's what's basically going gotcha. to happen.
2: That's what I thought too. So, mm-hmm. those six guys are in the match, but there are two more spots in this eight-man scramble, uh and they will be determined on Rampage tonight with the qualifying match between CMLL's Magnus versus Matt Sydal, and then on Collision with the match between the three-man match which will include uh blah, 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 Penta El Zero Miedo, uh, Bounty Hunter Brian Keith and Dante Martin.
1: Yes, and when we do the preview, we will be spoiling who won (laughs) it. I'm just like, I'm going to let you know. (laughs) When we do the preview, we're going to just go ahead and say who's going to be in the match because, you know, for previews purposes. Yes, we need to be able to get the whole thing in. But
2: uh, like I said, that is our Dynamite preview. So let's go into our predictions for AEW Revolution. We will start with that scramble match. Uh, So like I said, Jericho, Hobbs, Lance Archer,
1: Wardlow, Brian Cage hook and then the other two floyd are magnus and dante martin yep and still watch watch the matches but yeah still watch the matches yes it's for the preview purposes (laughs)
2: yes but uh overall in this match my pick would 1000 percent be uh wardlow because i mean the build has been for him and him alone the his promo that he cut prior um it needs to be either Wardlow or Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, I will go with Wardlow just for recency bias because of the promo that he cut last week. Uh, I think they're setting him up how he wants to be world champion, and I think this is the point where he gets
1: his opportunity. So I'm going to go with Wardlow. Yeah, I feel like Wardlow is the logical next world championship contender no matter who wins the, uh, the main event. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's just a no-brainer to go with Wardlow. Actually, I would literally be annoyed if they went with anyone else, even if I, li- I like Powerhouse Hobbs. It's just he has this other thing going on, and I just think what what you've been foreshadowing is Wardlow winning this match.
2: Yeah, no, 1,000%. Next up, we have FTR versus Moxley and Claudio. We boys here are biased. I think we are both picking FTR and I don't think there's any way
1: you're changing our minds. Dude, Um, I will say this. Of course, I want FTR to win. It's in North Carolina. I mean, it's the FTR country. It's, yeah. But would I be upset if Moxley and Claudio win? No, because I do think, like, there, I see a path where if the Young Bucks win uh, the match, that the winner of this match is the next contender. So, you know... And I, you know, I don't know. I like, I've had many thoughts go through my head. Of course, I, my prediction is FTR and that's not, that's not unbiased. I just think it makes the most sense going forward because they are a full-time tag team. Yeah. And then you gave Mox the singles win. FTR needs the tag win. Uh, But, you know, maybe it doesn't necessarily just end in this match and it keeps going because I've really enjoyed this rivalry.
2: Yeah, no, I have, I've enjoyed it tremendously. Uh, we then have the TNT Championship match between Christian Cage and Daniel Garcia. I think this match will be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a nice opportunity for Danny. Uh, I think Christian's going to do some great job of just getting him worked up during the match. But uh, Daddy Christian is retaining his belt.
1: Yes, and I feel like, again, North Carolina, this is Edge's home state. There's no way he doesn't make an appearance on this show.
2: No chance he doesn't show up. There's yeah.
1: no chance he doesn't show up. And I know uh, I call him Edge, and I know he's Adam Copeland, but god damn it. I've been calling him Edge since the mid-90s. He's I get Edge. it. I get he's it. Edge. I'm sorry. It's like, <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: It, it is what it is. Uh, we then have Will Ospreay versus Kanosuke Takeshita. Very well likely could be one of the matches that steals the show. I'm pretty, um, Ospreay give, will once man. again continue his incredible run that he's had, but get his first win as a signed AEW competitor. And he will beat T- 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 Kanosuke Takeshita. Um, and I do not think he's going to show respect to... Well, I think maybe he'll try, but Kanosuke will like beat
1: the shit out of him. And
2: like the I, the idea of the Don Callis family coming back as one after this match, I do not think is going to be the
1: case. The greatness of this match cannot shock me. The only thing that would shock me is that we get a clean 100% finish. I right. think you save that for another time. Um yeah uh but the up until the end it's going to be amazing i mean of course you you bring osprey in all this hubbub osprey has to win you know even if it's by dq or whatever you're gonna do i mean that's my wwe brain saying dq so maybe it's not dq but whatever you do osprey has to be in it uh it would be the most will osprey thing to do the most Will Ospreay thing to do because if, if you followed him for years this man loves to lose to lose his debut match in AEW that would be like <laughs> the most Will Osprey thing to do ever but oh no, yeah uh, no it's going to be a tremendous match again I was going to sit in the hundreds they announced this match I said I was going to be in the second row and that, and, that, and that is just how much I respect uh, how what these two can do in the ring, and I think this is going to be the first match of a very long story.
2: Oh yeah, no, no question. Uh, the Continental Crown Championship will be defended by Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson. Like, dude, I mean, those two matches—if they put those side by
1: side, like, fucking hell. Um, Th- that's a pay per view with nothing else. I know for real. Um, that, that, I mean, that's a pay per view. I mean, exactly. Like, dude, dude these- it's just like. The how loaded Revolution is with wrestling is crazy. It's crazy how loaded this show is. Like, I I can't, like, FTR is on it, this show, and I can't tell you that's my most anticipated match. Do you know how rare that is? I know, I know.
2: Um, Now, for me personally, because Danielson and Eddie Kingston have been tied at the hip for the entire Continental uh, Classic, type of shit. Danielson was getting one over Eddie when the tournament was going on, which led to him starting like well behind in the eight ball. Uh, But he was able to work himself back and win the entire tournament and win the continental crown championship. I think Danielson's getting this man back. And I think Danielson's actually going to become your new continental crown champion. Dude,
1: that's what I want to happen. I think Eddie Kingston has been an, an amazing first continental champion. But the best version of Eddie Kingston is chasing pissed off Eddie Kingston. The last thing. He's gotten all the titles. He's been a triple crown champion. The last thing he wants is that Brian Danielson handshake. That is the thing he shouldn't get.
2: Exactly. So I'm going with Danielson. Uh, That's my pick. And I think, Eddie, this could be just such a good... Like I said, the, the way these two guys have been tied at the hip... It's honestly, like, since uh, All Out this past year, this has been one of their best stories, I think, uh, that they've just rivalries, I would say. Like, Eddie and Danielson just beasts whenever they face off against each other.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, they understand it. Their styles very much complement each other. Their hate complements each other. It's amazing. Yeah, I've, I've loved this whole thing.
2: Yep. Uh the international championship, Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong. Uh my gut is telling me that Roderick wins it because of the Undisputed Kingdom getting involved and fucking over Orange Cassidy. Because at this point in time, just because Adam Cole is not like wrestling and he's still hurt, we need the Undisputed Kingdom to feel like a threat, like a legit threat. And I think a best way of doing that is having Roderick beat Orange Cassidy and take away a championship that is synonymous with him. Yes. Because that would be talk and me, ta- and me yeah. talking myself into it, I'm gonna say that's my pick. I'm gonna say Roderick Strong wins the yeah,
1: title. Absolutely. Uh at this point, uh the Undisputed Kingdom would have three of the four active wrestlers with belts and if Wartlow wins like we've said, and Wardlow is the number one contender, they become the most important faction in Wrestling exactly. in one night. And yeah, most important faction in AEW in one night. And that's what needs to happen. I mean, it definitely needs to happen. Uh, I don't feel like there's any energy behind the Undisputed Kingdom right now. So Man, they, they need this big night. They need this big night. And Orange Cassidy, again, I, you know, he's been a great champion. He's put the international title. He's made it matter. He has made it like 100% matter. But again, I liked him better when he was chasing.
2: Yeah, I I agree 1000%. Um Tony Storm versus Diana Parazo versus Well, I'm sorry, Timeless Tony Storm. I got to make sure I put respect on her name. Versus Diana Parazo for the AEW Women's World Championship. My queen will reign once again. We give the belt and keep it on t- Tony Storm for all times because she is timeless. Uh the Queen Tony Storm. She will retain her title.
1: I'm going to say I want I want it to be a questionable finish where this can continue for a little bit. Yeah, no, but, but yeah, but yeah, definitely Tony storm, um, uh, Tony storm. I, and it, I want this to be, a, a Tony storm match. Like the, when I first saw Tony storm on a progress show, I, I literally like one match. I thought she was the like best woman's wrestler I'd ever seen. I want that Tony storm. Yeah, and I want that Deanna. I want the uh, R. I want the Impact R.O.H. Deanna Prazo that I've been seeing for years and love it. I want them to go out there and steal the show. I I li- I want them to have the time. I want them to have everything, and I want them to go out there and absolutely steal the show.
2: Yeah, no, they should absolutely blow the doors off of this, and I think they can. I think these two girls will beat the hell out of each other, and like I said, they've done such a good job. Like I said, the Tony Storm tattoo vignette of her messing with their match tattoos, and like, putting a knife through it, like, is one of the most vicious things I've seen. Um Like, the act is all ha-ha-ha, but like, Tony's Tony's vicious like, with this type of shit. Like, she does not give a fuck. Uh, so, I'd love to see this continue. So yeah, like Floyd said, yeah, shenanigans or whatever the case may be, Uh, But at the end of the day, the belt will stay around timeless Tony Storm's waist. Next, the AEW World Championship three-way match. Hangman Adam Page, Swerve Strickland, and Samoa Joe. Um, God, how much I want Swerve to win this, but I just know he won't. Uh, Like, I want it so bad, but I truly do think the fact is, the story is, Hangman and Swerve cannot stand each other. They are not going to be... They are not gonna be in the right mind and Joe's gonna capitalize on it. This man Joe is the, the smarter champion of this whole ordeal and like hangman and swerve are just too filled with hate and Joe is too filled with the fact that he's the best of the best and no one's going to beat him. So y'all have your blood feud. You. Joe's gonna keep racking up days as AWL champions.
1: And I I want to say this. Storyline, what you just said makes sense, and I completely agree, but I don't wanna just say I agree. I wanna add my little Spin on it. Go ahead. My spin on it is, I wouldn't want either one of them to win the title in this show.
2: I agree. Like they need to. If they were gonna, they would uh, need to win like a singles match.
1: Not even that. It would be completely overshadowed by Sting's last match. Like anything on this
2: show, anything on this show for the most part is going to be overshadowed by Sting. Yes, Uh,
1: you don't want your world title being overshadowed. You don't want. Your world title to be a secondary thought on this show. Even if exactly. I planned no, it's on, true. It's true. even if I planned on Hangman or Swerve winning the match, we would do it at a uh, at the next big show. I, double or nothing. Yeah, yeah, I just have Joe win this one. And well, we don't know if it's double or nothing according to the rumors. Later, I know, oh, I, yeah, know yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, just have Samoa Joe win. Do the other, do that match later. Like I said, I. I mean, as, as a person that is a huge Swerve fan, it's probably my favorite wrestler in the company right now. Um, I want him to be the champion, but when he's the champion, I want it to be the big deal that it would be. And so, yeah, I, I, I just, I think it's a bad idea to, even if you thought about switching a title, I think it's a bad idea. Go with Samoa Joe winning. Go with Hangman basically costing Swerve in the end.
2: Yep, there you go. And finally, Sting's last match. Darby Allin and Sting, the AW World Tag Team. The EVPs, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Uh, tornado Tag match for the AW World Tag Team Championships. Um, I know that like Sting's old school and all that kind of stuff. And old school says, you go out on your back. like That's, that's just how it is. However, I cannot fucking stand those two. Uh,
1: they are really good fueled, at their just job. Fueled,
2: just, just fueled by hate, just fueled by animosity, just fueled by the fact that I wish they like went away. Uh, I want Darby and Sting to win, and Floyd honestly put together an amazing thought that I think he'll mention in his uh, in his uh, prediction yeah. um, that I agree with a thousand percent because I think it would it would make it would help the tag division moving forward. So, uh it's Darby and Sting. Fuck the
1: Bucks. Yeah, so Darby and Sting, that is my prediction. Want to get that out there first. And, you know, do Sting hopefully does the, you know, the the speech at the end and we all cry and hug each other and we were all there for it and it's amazing. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I want that is beside the point. I mean, of course, <clears throat> then one of them score tapping out to the Scorpion Deathlock, you know, hitting the Spinger Splash, tapping out to the Scorpion Deathlock. Perfect. The Young Bucks, the brilliant tag team they are. They are going to like Sting look amazing. Uh, I I know they have to feel honored that Sting picked them for uh, their last match. Uh, like all oh, hatred and all that aside from what they're doing and their stick or whatever, they're they're one of the best tag teams on the planet. I mean, I mean they're t- to me top two of all time. I mean, and most of the time I don't think they're two. Okay, <laughs> so again, they're going to do right by Sting, and for that, for that, the Bucks will always have a place in my heart because they're going to do do right by Sting. But that being said, dude, this would be the perfect reset for the tag team division. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sting and Darby win the match. They, of course, Sting's last match, so they vacate the titles after the match. And there's one of two options. If you want a short thing, you do a, a massive tag team tournament and make it important. Make, like, all the big teams in AEW in the tag team tournament. You play it out, Rampage, Dynamite, over the last few weeks, in, you know, end at either, in end, uh, end at a pay-per-view big show. Actually, so the first tag team champions were uh, crowned on a Dynamite. I say ended at a dynamite, right? Big thing ended at a dynamite. That's, that's, that's the one option. The other option to me, and this would, to me would be the better option, do a tag team continental classic. And the finals is the new tag team champions. Uh, my personal pick would be, you know, FTR versus the young bucks. Cause they're both two time tag team champions. Uh, and you, the winner would be the first three time tag team champions in AEW history And I just think the tag division has kind of taken a hit over the last few months. I think that's how you fix it and you get back to wrestling. And I don't think anybody does tournament wrestling right now in wrestling better than AEW and your fan base loves it. Just look at what the C2 did. So whether you do a C2 or a tournament, I think what's best for business is staying in Derby winning. Now, if the Young Bucks win, of course, they're the fucking Young Bucks. It's, yeah. They're the Young Bucks, okay? It's like, what am I saying? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, that's not something that needs to be defended to an ADW audience. They're the fucking Young Bucks. And Sting wants to go out of his back. You let Sting do what he's going to do. But yeah, in this Sting, case, Whatever it is, at the and, end of the day, yeah, yeah, it's he, Sting's he, decision. Yeah. He went out on his back in WWE. He gets to walk out in AEW. That's how I think it.
2: I agree. I agree. Like I said, that's my thought. And again, the idea of a tournament then to reset the tag division and crown new tag team champions, I think, is an incredible move and I think is the right move. Um, yeah. Yes, I got that. I don't want to I don't want to give the Bucks the fucking privilege.
1: Yes. And I got the idea from watching Clash City Champions one and they were talking about the Crockett Cup. And I'm like, they're not, go. gonna, they're, go. gonna, they're not going to they're not going to be talking about the you know, and they can't call it the Crockett Cup, because you know, NWA owns it. But you can call it something, just like you did with the C two. Put your own spin on it, and I shit if you want to do it the Hills way, have it call it the Young Bucks Cup. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Young Bucks, huh? I think I'll name it after. Us. And you know what? I think we should be the number one seed. <laughs> <That's> no <laughs> and, 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 and do and they have like a super easy path the finals like they wrestle like they wrestle teams but no team that you actually think can beat them it would be yeah i I mean their characters right now their character work is my favorite character work in their career and they're coming out of after one of my guys like constantly and i don't like you i don't like that they're coming after one of my guys but god damn it's next level character work i mean it's christian level tag team work right now I know like, it's your, I know it's your dude, I know it's your dude, your hero, everything, but if you just take that out of it and look at the character work, oh my God, it's fucking amazing they're it's they're doing less and getting more of a reaction I know, but the
2: prob- the problem is with the problem is with it though is like in an instance, like some of the things that Christian does, like people are genuinely like, this dude is despicable, like there's no reason why you should root for this man. But then, like, I got the AEW diehards, too, which, listen, I am one of those, too. But, like, I got AEW diehards that are just like, you know, yes, queen, go off with everything the Young Bucks say and everything like that. It's like they're acting heelish, but it it, it infuriates me because I know there's a lot of people who
1: side with these guys 10 million percent. And I hate it. Dude, they're just so brilliant right now that like and, and it's completely different from Christian Christians is 80s heel work it is 90s. it is yes the it's classic old, heel, it's old, old school, school. classic yes this is this is 2024 heel work they are thumbing their nose at Twitter I mean just social I, I, I say Twitter but social media in general uh you know uh the uh, the wrestling reporters online all the rumors they are literally addressing all of it but they're doing it tongue-in-cheek with a middle finger right towards everybody. Dude, I have never, like, as far as the Young Bucks, they're, they're a great tag team, and I've always talked about their work. Man, this character work, dude, it, it, it has me on a whole nother level of respect for them. I will not add. And, and, uh, and, and again, they're being an asshole to someone I fucking yes. love. <laughs> you know, they're, it is... I, I said the same thing about Drew McIntyre in WWE. I fucking love what he's doing. Oh dude, Drew's and, doing great. And, and all he's doing is coming at people out.
2: <laughs> oh I know. <laughs> I know. No, and again, like I said though, like I like it's the thing though. It's like I, I it's not just because you you you, you feud with or yes. you have like a public beef with like I don't have a problem with Seth Rollins.
1: Yes. I don't have a problem with. Uh, Dude, he'd rather. I don't have a problem a with Drew ghost, He'd rather eat a ghost pepper wing than say something nice publicly. I know. Nice and publicly. say <laughs> something nice to him, and I'm like, cool, scorch your mouth. <laughs> yes. Uh,
2: no, no, honestly, it's great. Um, I just, I genuinely just can't stand the Young Bucks anymore. Yeah, so, like that's just where I'm at yeah, right yeah. now. And, so. they, and you know what? And that's perfect. That's where they want you. They want me here exactly. And <laughs> I think, like yeah, it, yeah. it pisses me off because hey, it's exactly what they
1: want. And like, let me tell I, you, and there's
2: nothing I can change about it. And, there's and, nothing and, I can
1: change about and it. And as much as I fucking love what they're doing on Sunday when that music hits, I'm booing from the time they go out, Look. and any time they do anything good, I hate you're to fill the void. I want to be there. I hate. I'm booing for you. I am booing for all of the CM Punk fans out there. I am going to <laughs> boo to the point. Where I might not be able to work on Monday night because my yeah, voice is going to go. I don't know. I out. honestly don't know if you will have your voice by that. Point. Yes, because I am going to boo the shit out of Young Bucks, and it's like as much as it's a, uh, as much as it's the, like, oh yeah, I, I do hate you. It's a tip of the hat to the excellent work that they're doing. There you go.
2: Uh, that is our predictions for AEW Revolution taking place. Uh, this weekend, uh, it's going to be an insanely, insanely good show. I'm so, so excited for it on Sunday. Um, now, of course, like I said, you still have Rampage tonight if you want to watch, which you should. Um, Rampage, you'll have uh, Rudigo versus Claudio Castagnoli, Magnus versus Matt Seidel for the qualifying match, Riho versus Trish Adora, and you also have The Righteous and Lance Archer in action in the trios match. And then for Collision, you got... Tony Storm and Deanna Perazzo, who are going to be talking, and I'm so excited for that. Pentel Zero Mero versus Brian Keith versus Dante Martin for the qualifying match for the All-Star Eight Man Scramble. And then a giant eight-man tag between Orange Cassidy, Trent Barena, Hook, Daniel Garcia versus Christian Cage, Killswitch, Roderick Strong, and Brian Cage.
1: Yeah, it's gonna uh, gonna be amazing show. Make sure y'all are watching Rampage and Collision. I know they're pre taped. I know the results are out there. Watch it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um.
2: Now we have some additional news that we need to get to. Uh, one thing that we actually forgot to talk about last week, and Floyd, you can go ahead and take that.
1: Yes, uh, AEW I hired. Uh, I hired. Um. God dang it! I had the page up and I get exited (laughs) out of it. Uh, they hired a writer. Uh, a writer. Uh, from WWE. Uh, basically her name. Her name's Jennifer Pepperman. She's just gonna. From what TK says, it's not gonna be like a change in direction, but she's gonna be a, a voice in the room. And apparently, uh, if you're into the backstage stuff of you know like wrestling and stuff. Brian Gewitz, Gewitz, I don't know how to pronounce his Frank name. Wirz. Yeah, see, but there's no other R there. So, I think it's just Gewitz. I don't know. Look it up, but he's kind of The Rock's personal writer. He he wrote for The Rock a year. He went to work for Seven Bucks Entertainment. Apparently, Jennifer Peffermint is the equivalent of that for Miss Mercedes Bonet. Uh, uh, so, also, you know, you think about it, WWE does a really good job of, you know, featuring the women's division and if you're signing or you're hopefully signing someone like mercedes renee you're going to want to put the time and the money and the effort into that women's division you apparently you bring someone like jennifer pepperman in she worked for wwe for years uh so yeah um yeah i you know so i mean we'll find out if it's a solid signing i can't i know everyone that knows wrestling says it's a good signing right I can't say I know anything that she personally had her hands on in WWE rumored or not. So I don't know if it's a good signing. We'll know in three months if it's a good signing. I think that's yeah, we the will, fair. We'll see exactly. Yeah, I, like, I, I honestly don't know for sure. <laughs> yes. It's like, this is me being like, I'm a fan. This is me being honest. I'm not going to pretend. I don't know something. I don't know. Yeah. The first time I heard this woman's name, was when she got hurt by AEW. I had no idea who this woman exactly. is. So I want to give her all the respect. I don't know her, so I'm not going to comment on, you know, I'm not going to be like... Just, like, I know everything about this person. No, I know nothing about it. Tony Khan seems very happy with her uh, going forward. So let's go. Let's fucking go. I hope she's great because I don't want to watch bad wrestling. I don't want to watch bad shows. Yeah, so, of for, course, for sure, like sure. her being amazing only benefits me. So yep. I hope she's amazing, but I, uh, I literally yeah. know nothing about her. Exactly same <laughs> here, same here.
2: <laughs> Lastly, uh, we apparently
1: may be getting another AEW pay per view. Floyd, you want to go into that? Yes, rumors, rumors are abound that a well, not rumors. This is AEW trademarked the term AEW Dynasty. Uh, they uh, then, in a uh, move, they moved the show that was supposed to be April 10th in Canada, they moved it to May 1st. So if you look at the AEW schedule, after the, sh- the WrestleMania weekend, AEW, I think it's the 3rd, after the WrestleMania weekend, that whole month is empty. There are no shows planned. There's is, there is no Dynamites announced for that whole month until May, that May 1st show in Canada. So it feels like something big is happening for April. So, uh, and apparently there, there might be pay-per-view Tony Khan said on the press call. We, that's not something we do. We don't like go through and do the whole, uh, do on the media calls and do the yeah, results. Yeah. I, it, it's out there. I, I think the 900 people cover it fightful. Uh, you know, uh, was it Amy, uh, Amy Nimity, you know, she live tweeted, there's like uh a decent think Salzado. I'll I'll shout out anybody you want. There's so <laughs> many dag- so many people that literally type out exactly what's said. There is no reason for us to do it. Just there's, yeah. none. there's <laughs> just none. It's like, dude, I can just go through and retweet what everybody says. Cause that's literally what I do. I just go read it. I never get on the media call. I'm asleep when it's happening. So I am just like no, but uh yeah, so the information's out there. Uh it looks like AEW Dynasty, he said he wants to be at nine pay-per-views. It's the magic number. The reason being because he does three uh, ROH pay-per-views, so that would mean he would be doing 12 pay-per-views a year. I'm excited to find out what AEW Dynasty is. Uh, Rumors is that's going to be the return of MJF, so that would make sense that way. There's a lot of things that could happen with it. What do you think about another pay-per-view?
2: I'm, like I said, I, I would be excited about it just to be, like, you know, interested in what it's going to curtail. Obviously, it's it's going to be surrounded by the fact that if you're doing a pay-per-view in April, you're kind of com- competing with WrestleMania. Yes. That's the one thing that I was, like, like, it's interesting, but the problem, like, that, that weekend is just so, and, like, obviously, there's a bunch of other shows surrounding WrestleMania weekend and all that kind of stuff, so, like... But the problem is now WrestleMania is a two-night thing. Yes. So you couldn't even do a thing like where you would do it Saturday and then Mania's on Sunday. Like, I, they, they've taken over the entire weekend.
1: So. I, I want to say this about it. They have Bleacher Report. They own Bleacher Report. And I don't know how this will work with pay-per-views and cable companies or whatever. I know there's a lot more legal. But you are asking your fan base, the loyal people of your fan base to spend $600 a month and $600 a year on pay-per-views. Yes. $600 a year. As in, and then there's WWE that's $4.99 a month, $9.99. If you don't want any commercials, I, you need to do something to take away this. I'm not saying lower the price of your pay-per-views. I'm not saying this, but if you could come up with some kind of package where somebody could pay less, I'm just thinking of financial strain that you're putting on people. Yeah. Like, dude, I do stuff, you know, to try to relieve it for my friends on my personal, on my own. I'm not going to get into what I do, but I do stuff to try to relieve the stress on my friends. But good Lord, it is, yeah, $600 a year on AEW pay-per-views. I know. It's, I, mean, it, it's bit,
2: I mean,
1: it's a bit—it's a bit yeah, much in 2024. Yeah, AEW. Uh, well, I guess it'd be. Let's see. Let me be real. That's the wrong number. It's 450, and then ROH stuff is included with their show. So however much you're paying for, for ROH, I mean, I guess if you just jump in and pay the 9.99 to be a member of the ROH thing, that brings their shows down to 30 bucks. But whatever, it's still a lot of money to dedicate in a world where we don't pay-per-view is not really a thing traditionally. I know. So get this deal signed with, uh, Warner brothers discovery as quickly as possible. Include pay-per-views in there because I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, I mean, I know they do decent numbers, but it's kind of an antiquated way of presenting your pay-per-view product.
2: At this point. Yeah, honestly. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to close it out for this episode of all things elite guys. We will be back next week with our review of Revolution. Uh, We cannot wait for this show. It's going to be awesome. Um, And, yeah, I mean, like, thanks again for tuning in every single week. We really do appreciate you guys. Um, If you enjoy the show, please continue to download it on Google or Apple Podcasts. Or if you listen to us on Spotify or whatever you choose to listen to us with, uh, thank you. And please give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, and whoever you wish. And rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And then you can also follow us on Twitter at AT Elite Pod. You can follow at Social Suplex who make this show possible. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. And Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. And hope you all enjoy Revolution. Hope you guys have an amazing weekend filled with uh, an awesome AEW pay-per-view that we're going to be getting. And I will pass it off to Floyd, who will close things out on this episode of All Things Elite.
1: Dude, I am so pumped up for this weekend. Uh, Like every time I click, every time I uh, check uh, X, I see another person that I love and think very highly of that is going to the show. I'm looking forward to seeing everyone there uh, i'm gonna be hanging with uh jason roberson j-row and i'm gonna be hanging with uh brian Koval most of the weekend looking forward to that we're gonna do some Jangles and it's someplace called biscuitville so i'm very excited everybody make sure you get with your friends family i don't know i'll just say this pay-per-view wrestling pay-per-views all that stuff is so much better with a group of people around you that you can scream and talk about the show with. So find your group, find your crew, watch Revolution, enjoy it. It's Sting's last match. For me, even when I get dementia, Alzheimer's, this will be a, one of those things I never forget. Uh like I said, it's Sting's life, wrestling life parallels my life as a wrestling fan. So the fact that I get there be there for it is going to be amazing. The fact that he can still look pretty good and move around pretty good and it's going to do a uh, have a great performance. It's amazing. But uh yeah, enjoy this with your friends. Enjoy this with family. At least get on a get on a uh Facebook Messenger group. Get join your group. Talk about this. This is well, something you're going to want to communicate. Uh this is probably going to be my favorite review of any show I've ever done just cause I get to just wax poetically and talk about staying, uh, because he means a lot to me. I mean, it, like, I mean, there was a few years when I was young, he was my favorite wrestler. I was absolutely a little stinger, uh, but he's always been there. He's always been uh, talked when I talk about wrestling. So I will leave you like I always leave you, whether it is home work or school, always do your best to be elite come back soon kenny